The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. We are looking at a roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. Roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. Hallelujah. If you look at Psalm 103 verse 7, the Bible tells us in clear words that God made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. See, his ways refers to his mode of operation, the way God works. Moses understood the way God works. And um, your success in life is traceable to certain things. Your understanding of the ways of God. Very, very important. Because if you have zeal without knowledge, your frustration is inevitable. I'm going to say it again. If you have zeal without knowledge, your frustration is inevitable. Now give me Psalm 82 verse 5, one of my most popular scriptures. It says, they know not, neither will they understand. It says, they walk on in darkness, all the foundations of the earth are unstable. You see? And this is something that we see all over the world right now. There's so much chaos in the world. Because of disappointments in governments all over the world. And um, it's not lessening. Why? Because of the fact that the systems of the world, the way of the world, the Babylonian system is collapsing. You see that? The Babylonian system is collapsing. And it's important that we who are the body of Christ, we stick to the word of God and the principles revealed therein. Because that's the key to experience uncommon success. Are we together? In Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15, the Bible says, the labor of fools, where is them? You see, hard work alone does not make for success. Because the Bible speaks of labor. And there are two things the Bible tells us about fools. It says, one, fools hate knowledge. So, if you are not investing in knowledge, the Bible calls you a fool. You see that? Are you on there? I didn't say that. Who said that? I said who said that? The Bible. Proverbs one twenty two. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? It says, and for scorners delight in their scorning, and fools do what? Hate knowledge. Go back to Ecclesiastes ten fifteen. It says, the labor of fools wearies them. You see that? See, for they don't even know how to go to the city. Now, they have a vision quite all right, but they lack know-how. See? So, smart work is important. That's why we're showing you the roadmap. The roadmap to uncommon success. Because a lot of people are working, and they don't seem to make any progress whatsoever. Hallelujah. Are you on there? All right, let me read you something else that I learned at an early age that put some fire in my belly. Proverbs 19, verse 2. It says, also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge. You see that? It says, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge. In other words, ignorance is a disadvantage. And as I want to learn the ways of God, the roadmap to uncommon accomplishment, ignorance is a disadvantage. Hallelujah. Are you all there? I was 
watching something recently during um, the 50th anniversary of Lagos State University, and I learned that um, uh, gas flaring has been stopped 30 years ago in many nations. That means Nigeria is 30 years behind. Think about that. I was shocked to know. I didn't even know it had stopped. We are still flaring gas till today. And the gas we are flaring is a lot of money. It can fetch us, I think the man was saying, $5 billion or more. He was giving all the statistics. I was just like, he said, I want you young people to be angry. We are behind in medicine. We are behind in, what are we not behind in? The only thing we are not behind in is why you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And fashion. All those things. He said, you young people, all you want to do is listen to music. They're not investing in knowledge. Now, let's be sincere with ourselves. How many of you read one book last week? Very few hands. You finished it last week. You finished one book last week. Just one person, two people, three. You see that? You sh- if you're not reading at all, you should read at least one book every month. At least you're starting from somewhere. See? Our medical practice is many years behind modern medical practice. Now in America, they can bring out a baby from inside the womb, operate on the baby, put the baby inside. See, Mrs. something. When they were putting inside babies inside the womb, we were clapping for them. Now they've gone beyond that to bring the baby out and put the baby in. Say knowledge. Uh-huh. And that's why I want to show you the roadmap to uncommon economy. I want you to get you, I want to get you uncomfortable where you are. Praise God. It says it made known, Psalm 103, verse 7. It's ways to Moses and it's acts to the children of Israel. In other words, if you want to be a spectator, don't learn his ways. If you want to be a participator, then you learn his ways. Amen? Praise God. All right. Let's look at something very quickly here. Definition of terms. What does uncommon mean? Number one, uncommon means unusual. So we're looking at unusual accomplishments. B, extraordinary. C, exceptional. D, remarkable. We're looking at accomplishment, it just means an achievement or an attainment. Right? Okay. We said last week, number one, find your purpose. And... um, we explain that your purpose is your reason for being. It is your reason for existing. It gives life, meaning to your life and to all that you do. Now, there's a difference between your vocation and your occupation. Your vocation from vocare, which means to call, is your calling. You see here? It means to call. It's from vocation we get the word voice. Your calling. Paul calls his work a vocation. Now, your occupation is what you do. 
It's important if you want to have meaning in life that your vocation finds expression through your occupation. Do you understand that? For instance, let's say someone is called to help hurting people. That's the person's calling. That person might be a doctor, a nurse, even a counselor. If someone is called to fight against injustice, what would he study? Are you saying that? So your occupation, vocation is what God called you to do. Your career or job where you can fulfill your vocation or calling. You see that? And you young people are not in school yet. You need to know what your vocation is and find a way to align your occupation with your vocation. And you'll find greater fulfillment in what you do. Amen? Praise God. Are you all there? All right. So we, we dealt with that very, very seriously last time. We said something again that your purpose was determined before you were born. In other words, God's plan for you was established before you were born. Jeremiah 1, 4 to 5. It says, then the word of God came unto me saying, verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. In other words, your, your purpose precedes your birth. Are we together? Then number two, because we've dealt with that, we don't need to belabor that point again. We said, follow your passion. Your purpose and your passion must match. For instance, I have a passion to help people grow. If you observe me, I, I don't tolerate mediocrity. I hate mistakes. See, because God called me to set forth a standard. It's my calling. Hallelujah. We said your passion is your fervent desire. Your passion is your intense driving or mastering feeling towards something. It is your ardent or overwhelming affection. Are we together? For instance, we see in the life of Jesus in John 4 verse 34. He said, my meat or my food is to do the will of him that sent me. You see, when you're doing what you're called to do, it energizes you. That's why it's addictive. See, when you're following your vocation, there's a, there's a stirring. For instance, I enjoy teaching. See, I have a passion to teach. I have a passion for knowledge. The reason I have a passion for knowledge is because of the fact that I am called to teach. So, your passion can be a clue to your purpose. Your passion can be a clue to your calling. You see that? So, what angers you? What stirs you up? Very, very important. Pay attention. See, there are some people who can't stand people being sick. See, if you look at Matthew 14, 14, Jesus had compassion and he healed the sick. And Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them and he healed their sick. You see that? Compassion. Very, very important. Because your passion can unlock your potential. There are some people who love 
let's say, playing football. They love it. See, it's for a reason. See, some of them were born to play it. Some of them were not born to play That's why it starts with your purpose. See, because purpose is more important than passion. You may like something, it's not what you're called to do. Hello? Okay, so very, very important. We dealt with that last week. Okay, now give me John 4.34 in the New Living Translation. Look at this. It says, then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. It says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God and from finishing. When you, when you do what you're called to, there's an energy. See, it prolongs your days. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. All right. If you look at 1 Corinthians 9 verse 16, Paul says, necessity is laid on me. It says, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. I, do, I woke up, I think it was 31st of December, 1996, and I said these words. I said, um, I was just shouting, my destiny is to preach this gospel. I was shouting. So you don't know why I was shouting? But it was good I shouted. Amen? Marked my mind forever. Number three, flex your potential. To flex is to use or demonstrate. To flex is to use or demonstrate. So we say use your potential. Or in other words, exercise your potential. Potential refers to unused ability, untapped capacity, opportunity. You know, when they tell you sometimes, it's, it's a, I remember one time, I think it was some white people that came to Nigeria and um, they were talking to us and they said, um, we're a lot younger then. And they said that you people have a lot of potential. And we're very, very happy. And um, speaking of Nigeria and all that, so I was talking to someone that was exposed. Then I'd already studied. I was still young. I think I was a teenager. And um, the, the man said something. He said, um, that's, a, that's an insult. I said, what, do you, what does it mean? He said, they're only saying that there are opportunities and abilities you have you've never used. Is it? So that means there are a lot of opportunities that a nation hasn't used. For instance, we can generate solar energy from the north, the hotter part of the country. That's a potential. See, your potential is your future possibility, prospect, or capability. Now let's look at Paul. How Paul flexed his potential. Colossians 1.27. It says, to, 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 to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. I like this. Do you know that the day Christ came into you, shame and mediocrity stopped? Now, a lot of people don't know that. It says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. I want you to think about it. That means every child of God has a glorious destiny. 
Romans 8, verse 30. We'll come back here. It says, moreover, whom he predestined. Now, to predestine is to determine beforehand. To predestine is to determine beforehand. In other words, God has determined the end from the beginning. Isaiah 46, 9 to 10, please. Isaiah 46, 9 to 10. He said, remember the former things of what I am God and there's no order. I am God and there's no one like me. Next, none like me. Declaring the end from where? The beginning, information, times, things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand, I'll do all my pleasure. Give it to me in the message translation. Look at this. It says, from the very beginning, telling you what the ending will be. All along, letting you know what is going to happen, assuring you I am in this for the long goal, I will do exactly what I said to do. You see that? And that's why we tell people that God's plans have no possibility of failure. But man's plans have no guarantee of success. In other words, when I find God's plan, I cannot fail. Are you following me? And that's why as an individual, you need to pray and find out what God's plan for you is. I have listened to speeches and I have observed that many of the successful people, even to uh, people like Winston Churchill, they knew they were supposed to be Prime Minister of England. See, there's something you were born to be. There's something you were born to do. There's something you were born to have. It's so important you find it because when you find what you were born to do, nature has a way of working for you. Someone said, the world makes room, makes way for the man who knows where he's going. You know sometimes not knowing where you're going might be so difficult to get there. You say, excuse me, I'm looking for Jerome. Uh, Maybe there are 15 Jerome's in the streets or in the area, Jerome. Which Jerome? You say, um, Jerome that uh, is born again. He goes to Swansea Church. I don't know the church, but there's one Jerome there. You go and knock. He say, I'm looking for Jerome. Say, Jerome. Jerome went to Italy since last year. Say, ah. Say, okay. Is there another Jerome? Say, there's another Jerome at the beginning of the street. Because you have no specifics, you're lost. But he said, Jerome. Which Jerome? Jerome, the guy is tall, he's fair, and uh, he has beard. And uh, he's into IT. He works with shit. Oh, that's his house. See, when you don't know exactly where you're going, you are like a drifter. See, go like this. Go like that. Go like this. In fact, you will hate your own life. You see that? You were born to fulfill the purpose. And the reason you were born to fill the purpose was because of the fact that God had a dream concerning you. He has a vision for your life. You're not a mistake no matter how you were born. In fact, your design is according to your purpose. For instance, I believe God gave me the kind of voice he gave me because I'm a teacher. The voice has to be pleasant to the ears. I believe God gave me the kind of intelligence he gave me because he knows that I have to research. I believe God gave me the kind of personality he gave me because he knows that I have to be likable. 
See, so there, there, are, there are different potentials according to the different purposes. Are you all there? Is this helping anybody? It's the, Romans 8, 31. It says, moreover, whom he predestined, these he called. He also called. All right? Whom he called, these he also what? Justified. And whom he justified, these he also what? Now notice that every calling is glorious in nature. So whatever you're called to do, whether you're called to sweep the floor or be a president, it's a glorious calling. Are you all there? There are people who feed the poor and they are respected all around the world. See? So important you stay through to your calling because your honor is in your calling. Your honor is in your calling. Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. In other words, if Christ is in me, I can expect a glorious life. You see that? No Christian is a failure. If he's failing, it's because of his ignorance. He's sabotaging himself. It says Christ in you, the hope of glory. The hope. The word there refers to expectation. How do you see the end of your life? Do you see your, your, your life at the end of your life poor and um, uh, dejected, abandoned by your children? Don't you ever think so? It says Christ in you, the hope of glory. Every Christian has a glorious end. Can I get an amen? amen? Every Christian has a glorious end. It says if Christ is in you, you can expect things to be glorious. Amen? Okay, verse 28. Him we preach, warning every man, and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man teleos, Mature in Christ Jesus. Verse 29. It says, to this end, I also labor. You know what? This is what I'm working to do. God, Paul wants everybody to be mature in Christ. And that's what we do. Sometimes we give messages free. We give devotionals free. To this end, I also labor. Then he speaks about his potential. Striving according to his working, which works in me how? Mightily. Are you aware God is working in you? Many people think that as a Christian, we are trying to live the Christian life. No, Christ is at work in me. See, that's what makes the Christian life easy. Because without that, the Christian life is impossible. There are people who have made vows, I would never do it again. They've gone back to do it again. They made vow again, they want to do it again. Because they've not understood Christ in you. Are you following me? All right. Now, it says, striving according to his working, which works in me. My, in other words, I am conscious of the inner workings of God. What a man. What a man. Philippians 1 verse 6. Philippians 1 verse 6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you. You see that? He who has begun a good work. God has started a work in you. 
You see, to be a Christian, we are cooperating with what God is doing inside of us. For instance, let's say the Lord wants me to fast tomorrow. I know that whatever God demands for, he provides for. It will be unjust of God. It will be remiss of God to demand for something he never provided for. So what happens? I fast. When I was physically exhausted about three weeks ago and lying down, and I called my son, Pastor Ebi, to massage me, and he said, Daddy, are you fasting? I said, yeah. He said, why? So the way you are, and I fasted, no side effects. But I was exhausted. By Friday, I also fasted. And I've been fasting since. Because I, I know that if God demands for it, he'll provide for it. Now, let me show you something. Go to Isaiah 40. Let's begin from verse 29. Look at this. It gives power to who? To the weak. Give it to me in the old King James. I think it's the faint. Yes. It gives power to the faint. That means when you're exhausted, it says it gives power to the, to the faint. Then it says, and to them that have no might, increases strength. Come on now. This is a contradiction. They have no might and you're increasing strength. In other words, the capacity for the strength comes from somewhere else. See, most of you have not learned to cooperate with what God has put inside of you. See, you just say, I'm a human being. I beg you. I beg you. No. 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 God is in me. Whatever is in God and mixing God is in me. Because God is in me. See, it's not less God in me when he came into me. That means you can divide him. You can't divide him. He's a person. So when God came into me, everything that makes him God came into me. God is love, so I am loving. I forgive quickly. God is wise. I am smart. I am wise. God is strong. I am strong. Are you getting what I'm saying? Flex your, your potential. Most of you are not, are not demonstrating this. You're not using it. It says, it gave a power to the faint, and the name that have no mind increases strength. Next. It says, even the youth shall faint and, and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fail. In other words, young, young men and their strength will run out. But let me show you something. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord. Now, that could be, give it to me in the NIV. Let me show you something here. Because those who hope in the Lord. You are expecting his wisdom to show up as you're going for the exam. You have read. You read. But you know the Holy Ghost brings all things to your remembrance. So you know when you enter the hall, you do not forget. Oh, Barakasika had your knowledge. Are you following me? So it is so important you flex. Know what you have inside of you. Your unused ability. Your untapped capacity. And you know that uh, I, I am very forgetful. You? How can you be very forgetful? When you have the Holy Ghost in you? In the past, you used to be forgetful. Now, 
all the wisdom of God is inside of you right now. Because Christ is in you. Say amen. It says, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. In other words, if we keep on drawing on divine strength, how? By expectation. You expect the wisdom of God to flow through you. You expect the strength of God to flow through you. See, you expect the righteousness of God to flow through you. You expect the holiness of God to flow through you. Apostle, is it possible to live a holy life? Very, very possible. I'm believing it. But many of us have not realized that he who began the good work in us will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.6. So it's not going to stop. It says, being come to the and he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He won't stop. He won't stop. God is working in me. Yeah, God is working in me. I'm not a failure. I do not fail. I cannot fail. See, God lives here. When I show up, God has shown up. The answer God will give is what I will give because he's in me. I see so am I in this world. Come on now. It's like you don't believe it. Hey, God, this interview. Hey, oh my God, oh, hey. That's, that's the natural human being who lacks divine help. The one that has him as a father, I thank you. Because I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Flex your potential. See, the challenges of life come to expose our capacity. They can't kill us. There's something we carry that they pray, it will force it out. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, 12 to 13. Philippians 2, 12 to 13, please. Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. It says you've obeyed when I'm around. When the apostle is around, you do the right thing. It said now, much more in my absence, walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, some will say, you know that uh, I was very serious as a Christian and I went for youth service. And somehow I just lose control. You were trying to live the Christian life. Apostle, I was, I was really serious. But when I went to London to study, when I started seeing white, white women, I don't know what happened to me. You were trying to live the Christian life. See, you were trying to live the Christian life. Look at what it says. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only. Now, Paul says, you obeyed when I'm present. He said, now that I'm gone, you will do it much more. So, when you went for youth service, your Christianity was more serious. Are you following me? Because, boy, youth service, the Lord will lose control. If you have gone for youth service, you've gone for youth service. People, people sleep with themselves on the grounds floor. They don't want to miss the opportunity because some people will redeployed. So now, graduates with BSc are like animals. 
on the floor. You see them the next day, the lady sand on their boat. Where are you coming from? Smelling during parade in the morning. You find that some of them were Christians. It is when you go for youth service, you realize that Nigeria, the Christian impact is still very low. That's when you go for youth service. Because these are tomorrow's Christians. Hello? It says, walk out your own salvation with you. And Why? Because now much more, when nobody's watching you, you're a better Christian. Some people go and check something online. I don't know what you are checking. And make sure nobody's seeing you. You enter your bathroom, looking, and looking. <laughs> You don't know who you are. You don't know your capacity. You live a better life without supervision. See, lots of you don't know who you are. You still think, I know myself. I could just fall. Me, I know myself. I, I know myself. Me, I've seen it. I don't see it. You don't know yourself. He said, therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, there are certain things you cannot do in my presence. No matter how bold you are, I know it. I have been to places and they don't even know me, but there's a guilt that comes when people are doing something wrong. Good afternoon, sir. They don't even know who I am. Before someone asks, are you a pastor? Those who have their low neck lining They'll carry an kerchief and put it there. The Holy Spirit is convicting them. Now it says, much more in my absence. Paul is telling you, says, much more in my absence. Walk out your salvation of fear and trembling. Why? It says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. He says, God is working in me to do things that brings him happiness, that brings him joy. I don't disappoint God. I thought you would say it about yourself. Give it to me in the New Living Translation. Look at this. For God is, give me 12 to 13 so we can get it in context. Dear friends, you have always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. Walk hard to show the result of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Next. For God is walking in you. Who is walking in you? Who is walking in you? Talk to me now. Who is walking in you? It says, giving you the desire. When I was in church to fast, I used to enjoy fasting. And I would pray. But now that I'm far away, I'm just dying spiritually. He says, God is working, giving the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Capacity, untapped potential, unused ability. This is your possibility. You have the desire to do right and the power to do it. 
So you say, you know, Romans 7, Paul says, I, there's no power. It is, it's, it's, I said, listen, that Romans 7 was written, was written about the person that is not saved. Give me good news translation, please. GNT. He says, so then, dear friends, as you've always obeyed me when I was with you, it is even more important that you obey me now while I'm away from you. Keep on walking with fear and trying to complete your salvation. Next. He said, because God is at work in you to make you willing and able to what? To obey his own purpose. That means you do what God wants you to do every time. That's your possibility. Thought I'd get a better amen. Give it to me in the BBE. We'll take the message last. BBE, Bible in, in basic English. It says, so then, my loved ones, as if I've at all times done what I say, not only when I'm absent, but now much more when I'm not with you. Giving yourselves to walking on salvation with fear in your hearts. Next. For it is God who, cause, who is the cause of your desires. Are you seeing why you need to be passionate? Because God is making you passionate. See, my, my spiritual life is dead. Apostle is dead. I'm telling you, I, when I come to Inigua, I know it will come back alive. When I go again, it will die. You don't know what you're talking about. It is God who, who is the cause of your desires and of your acts for his good pleasure. Your life will not disappoint God. Your life will not bring reproach to God. Don't I get a better amen? amen. Amplified. Amplified. 12 to 13, please. It says, for my, Therefore, my dear ones, as you've always obeyed my suggestions, so now, not only with enthusiasm you will show in my presence, but much more because I'm absent. Walk out, cultivate, carry out to the goal, and fully come to your own salvation with fear, anyone trembling, self-distrust, with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking for whatever might offend God and destroy the name of Christ. In other words, you have this reverence. You don't want to offend God and yield to God. Verse 13. Not in your own strength. Did you see that? I said, did you see that? Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while. Say all the while. Effectually at work in you. Energizing, give it to me, and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and what? That's your story. So, Apostle, this thing is just there. I have been bound to this thing for the past 27 years. I know one day when God will move, hey, he has moved inside of you because he's working. He has moved. He's moving inside of you. See, I'm a move of God. Whenever I show up, God has moved. Are you following me? Yeah, because he lives in me. Apostle, the reason I cannot fast this fast, eh? Apostle, I lazy, eh? I lazy for fasting, eh? <laughs> Ask them, eh? They will tell you, I lazy for fasting. I Hey, it gives power to the faint. It gives power to the weak. You so say you're weak, then there's power for you. Are you following me? So we don't have any excuse to fail God. See, most of us have the wrong orientation. 
message translation, please, 12 and 13. It says, what I'm getting at, friends, is that you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in responsible obedience. Now I'm sorry for you. Keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life for salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. Next. It says, that energy is God's energy. An energy deep within you. God himself, willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. See, learn, learn to recognize God in you. Like, I know myself. Ah, if I invest, I think people say, I know myself. You don't know yourself. You know your flesh. You know your past. You don't know yourself. Because your true self is a new creation. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, one person says, there is a new self. You know your old self. Philippians 4, 13, please. Is this helping anybody? So when you leave here today, have a new mentality. Let's read together. One, two, go. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, endonamo, who empowers me. Now, notice it says, Christ empowers me. Now, when something happens in present continuous tense, it's happening right now. So, as I'm here now, Christ is empowering me. There's a constant flow of power. Don't forget the word power is where you get when something is potent. See, when you say God is omnipotent, he has power. Your potential is your unused power. Your unused ability. So, I can do all things to Christ who empowers me. Now, let's get it in context. Begin from verse 10. Verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you care for me as flourish again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Verse 11. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in what I said I am to be content. Now Paul said, nobody was taking care of me, but now you've done something. But whatever I said, I've learned to be content. Next. I know how to be abased. That means when I have nothing. I know how to abound. If there's abundance, I know how to deal with it. Everywhere in all things, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can face any situation. Why, Paul? Because I can do all things. So, the capacity to withstand any challenge is already flowing inside of you. So, I'll get a better amen. You know, someone say, I cannot face it. I cannot handle this. Oh, God. I cannot handle this. Oh, Lord. I cannot. You can. I said, You can. Say, I can. Say it again. Say, I can. Yeah. Now, say the words that you have in your vocabulary. I am, I can, I will. I am what God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will do what God says I will do. And I have what God says I have. They should be in your vocabulary. I, I am, I can, I have, I will. You see that? So you should be positive. You should be positive. God is drawn to positive environments. You should be positive about yourself, about your future. So if you are so negative, 
Give it to me in the amplified version, please. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Notice, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything, give it to me, and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in what? In Christ's sufficiency. That's it. Think about it. There's nothing you can handle. You can handle this. You can handle the heat on your job. You can handle this. Say, oh God, oh God, I'm almost losing my mind. What? You can't lose your mind. Say, the pressure is so much, I want to lose it. You can't lose your mind. Say, Apostle, I'm thinking of uh, suicide thought. How can you think of suicide? Do you know who you are? You were a winner before life started. Are you following me? You are a winner. You are a winner. The capacity to fail is not in you. The Bible says, whatsoever is born of God, overcome it the world. Think about it. The man said, I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Whatsoever is born of God, overcome it. The word there in the cow means to prevail. It means to bring the world to his knees. Give me 1 John 5, 4. Message translation. Hallelujah. Is this helping anybody today? So every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. No matter how they put the laws, we prevail. Think about it. If dollar goes to if dollar goes to to one thousand naira, my faith is not in the naira. See, many people their faith is in naira. Hey, dollar they go up, I want to survive. He says, my God shall supply some of your needs, some of your needs, some of your needs, almost all your needs, all your needs. The word need there is the word creator. C-H-R-O-E-I-A. It means need. It means necessity. It means occasion. It means employment. It means requirement. It means demand. In other words, there is nothing you require that God not provide. It didn't say shall provide uh, if the dollar. No, it's according to his riches where? In glory. So there is no shortage in heaven. There is no shortage in your life. See, learn to think heaven. Jesus, when he came, will come back here. In Matthew 4, 17, he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, the word repent there means to change your thinking. He says, change your thinking. Heaven is within your reach. See, it's on hand, within your reach. In other words, with my renewed thinking, I can open myself to what supplies comes from heaven. There's no shortage in my life. Say it about yourself. Yeah, think heaven. Think heaven. Jesus told them in Matthew 6 verse 10, he said, thy kingdom come, that we were done in earth as it is in heaven. Is there sickness in heaven? Is there lack in heaven? Is there failure in heaven? Who said you will fail? 
It says, your will be done on earth. I said, this, that means God wants you to live a life of heaven on earth. Quality life. They're not holding a meeting right now in heaven and say, huh, the way things are going, when the dollar goes up, we are in trouble. No. Someone said about a joke that somebody went to heaven with a lot of gold. I said, God, there. they said, what, are, what, are you, what do you bring now? I said, so, so I can have gold here. I said, so we'll use that for making roads here. I said, don't bring pavement here. Think heaven. It doesn't matter how you were born. It doesn't matter where you were born. You were a child of God. And every child of God conquers the world's ways. And said, so then the power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. First John 5 for message translation. It says, we bring the world to its knees. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is that we bring the world to its, we bring it to its knees. We, this you, you are the biggest success the world has ever seen. This you, I'm telling you, you will amaze your world because your capacity is beyond your explanation. I'm telling you, you're what you carry, the, the potential in you, what you can achieve, the human mind cannot explain. You say, why did you say that? It says, now unto him that is able to do, give it to me, exceeding, uh-huh, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Wait, wait. According to the power in heaven? According to the power that worketh in us. That means your capacity is beyond exceeding, abundantly, above. That's your life. Yeah. Let me hear, believe it. Amen. Celebrate Jesus, please. Bow your heads for a moment, please. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's Word and His Spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the Word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fessor, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Biogulu, Yenegua, Bayonso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003-382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.